When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. I think yuck is really the only thing to say. Uh, welcome to First and Pod. Uh, every team, every game, subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone, ahead of week five, we're on now after Colts and Broncos just ends 12-9 in overtime dude i don't even know what i just watched they 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 should give us a refund for what amazon paid for thursday night football or you know what i'll I'll just settle for russell wilson's game check out of the 250 million that that he got What, what what the hell was that pony well it was two quarterbacks who look like they're past their prime is what it was and Matt Ryan's defense was, I'm old, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have a great offensive line in front of me. And then Jonathan Taylor didn't play, and their line has been vastly overrated, an aging line that aged in dog years before our eyes. And then as far as Denver is concerned, like I get it. The coach is not cut out to be an NFL head coach. He only got the job because they assumed that Aaron Rodgers was going to go to Green Bay and they were going to be able to pair those two guys together. But, dude, Russell Wilson should not be this bad. And last year, his excuse was, I got rushed back from surgery and he blamed the offensive line and the coaching staff in Seattle. He is losing this divorce in an an incredible way. Like, people kind of thought that Belichick would win the Brady divorce because he'd have more years to coach than Brady would to play. And then Brady won a Super Bowl the next year. Danny, this is the opposite. Pete Carroll is blowing out Russell Wilson in this split. And, like, nobody thought that would happen. It's an incredible upset that he's winning this separation right now. Pony, last week I said that Geno Smith is better than Russ. And you were like, you don't really believe that, do you? Dude, Monday morning, that is going to be a consensus opinion. I know. I know, but um, but like back in the spring, everybody was like, what are the what are the Seahawks thinking? The game has passed Pete Carroll by. He's an idiot. He's a dinosaur. And yes, you got there a little bit earlier than other people with your take last week. But last spring, everybody said Russell Wilson good, Pete Carroll bad, and now it's the opposite. Russell Wilson is the most overpaid quarterback in the entire league, by far. I, dude, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, 2022 first, 2022 second, Five 2022 picks. fifth, 2023 first, 2023 second and a quarter of a billion that doesn't even start kicking in until next year. If I am a Broncos fan, I know, dude. I am panicked. 
He's getting booed at home. Like the Hackett thing is one thing. And we've been on that since week one, second worst coach in the NFL to Matt Rule. I didn't have Russell Wilson being the second worst quarterback in the NFL to Baker Mayfield, but Baker's only getting three and a half million. Right. Like, what, what do you do? Like we said after week one. Oh, you're the Walton family. You own Walmart. Just sunk cost. Fire Nathaniel Hackett. Move on. It happens. Admit that they made a mistake. What do you do about Russell Wilson? Like Indianapolis, it's a one-year deal. Like it's it's not. It, or I guess I mean it's a big cap hit for next year. But like it, it's not. It's not a long-term commitment to yeah. Ryan. Like they've been QB to QB to QB. This is supposed to be a six to eight-year commitment to Russell Wilson in Denver. The guy said he wants to play until he's 40 or 42. What What do you do? What do you do if you're Denver? I guess you hire a coach or somebody that you think is going to bring out the best in him, but I don't feel... That's this guy! I know, dude. It's... The, the, the interceptions he threw, the one... Both the one to Gilmore and then the one in overtime are just... If it were a non-franchise quarterback who was a guy who was unsettled or was un, we were unsure of him as a franchise quarterback, we would be destroying that person right now. Like, that's how oh, bad Russ both of those throws destroyed. were. Dude, he gets mocked already. He gets mocked by his old teammates. Like, I, he, he is not going to be spared from any of this. It's like shooting up the list as biggest story in the NFL. Like, let Russ cook. Russ is cooked. Yeah, exactly. Right. That is crazy. Great. Like, for, forget top 10. They got a quarter of a billion locked up in a guy and who can't read a defense. And think about this. If Geno Smith was awful – it would still be a great trade for Seattle. He's right. been awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's like they've won this trade across the board. Not only did they get themselves out of Russell Wilson, but the guy that replaced him has statistically been one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL, Danny. He just won and player I, of the week. Dude. Yeah. And I and, and 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 I have to I have to talk for my media brethren because nobody else really wants to do this. The the Seahawks destroyed the Broncos in this trade and all of us just crapped. I mean, we pulled down our pants so fast to take a shit on Pete Carroll. We destroyed Pete Carroll as quickly as we could. We hated Pete Carroll. I mean, everybody, it was ugly, dude. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. Open season on the guy. Oh, he takes his shirt off. He's 70 years old. He thinks he's cool. He's a fucking idiot. No, he's not. He looks like a goddamn genius right now, Danny. I, I we were, and the crazy thing is, we were less wrong than a lot of people because neither one of us really likes Denver. I know. But no one had this. Dude, I don't know what's crazier. Like, the not running or the not reading defenses, and I think it's no. The I think it's the not reading defenses by far. I, I I I do I do too. But like, dude, they didn't pay a guy two hundred fifty million dollars to be a statue. 
They didn't think they were getting this. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like it's like being sold a lemon. It's like false advertising. I know. It is. It is crazy. It is a crazy, crazy thing. And we obviously have to stop talking about the Colts as like, I mean, I know they won. So, you know, they're alive. And for Matt Ryan week. hugged Frank Reich like they had just won the game. Yeah, stop. These teams stink. Dude, I hated <laughs> watching that game and I had the under. Like, I was just like a dead to rights winner start to finish. And I was like, this game fucking sucks. All right. So let's get to the slate for week five. Yeah. I think the biggest game in terms of what we're going to watch and what people are going to be invested in talking about is Cowboys Rams. And obviously what Rush has done to not only be 4-0, but his passer rating to be very good to this point. So the question is, what is Dak Prescott thinking right now as he watches Rush play to this level and the idea that I guess Humpty Dumpty is going to fall off the wall against the Rams on Sunday, Danny? I think, you know, Dak has some firsthand knowledge of this with the Romo. With the Romo. Exactly. Right? It's time Uh, as a flat circle. I'm watching True Detective season one all over again. Yeah. Now, the the obvious difference is age, right? Like, like there's nothing to suggest that Dak is close to anywhere near anything other than the prime of his career. And they paid him. So that's that's obviously a huge difference. And so the Cowboys have every incentive in the world to go back to Dak when he's healthy but they don't have any incentive to go back to him before he's a hundred percent healthy like i i think that's what cooper rush has done i don't think it like removes dak in any way from like his very firm footing as franchise quarterback of the dallas cowboys but all that it'll take for that to change is Cooper Rush to win this game. Exactly. And then them to say, well, Dak is now 100% healthy, and then Dak to struggle for two or three weeks. So I think right now he's totally fine, but all it's going to take is one or two or three other dominoes to fall, and all of a sudden he's on pretty shaky footing. But I still, I still think we are probably two or three data points away from that being a real discussion. I only think it's one. I think if I think if the Rams and Cowboys, if Dallas wins this game and Rush plays well, then I think that that ignites the conversation about, wait a minute, are we sure that they're going to go back to Dak regardless of how pot committed they are to him? Because everything else has just been holding. You don't agree with that? I mean, to me, it's classic Brady versus Bledsoe if they win this game. If they win this game and he's good, then it completely shifts the paradigm of the quarterback debate there. Right now, it's this guy's done an incredible job of just holding down the fort, but it's the Rams on the road, dude. If he wins this game, I think it blows all that up. But they signed Dak to an at-the-time record contract. And the the Patriots did the same thing with Bledsoe when Brady did this. It's the it's it, it's a it's a money talk salary cap league, man. Like and it that, was back then, dude. It was the same thing. No, was he that early into his contract? Yes, it was the he signed the deal 
in the offseason for $100 million, a record-setting deal. Wasn't and then it? he got, yes, and then he got hurt, and Brady took the job and never gave it back. It was literally that year after he signed the deal, dude. I just watched the friggin' Brady man in the arena bullshit documentary about it, dude. It oh, I don't know happened. why you I don't know why you subjected yourself to that nonsense. That explains why you're so caught up in this Giselle Brady storyline. You invested <laughs> 10 hours of your time in that propaganda. I I will be very surprised if Dak doesn't get a start and get to start when he's healthy. That would shock me, even even if they beat the Rams. So if the doctors clear Dak and Cooper Rush beats the Rams, you think they still go back to Dak for the next game? I do. I don't. I disagree with that. I think they'll come up with some bullshit excuse to not play him. What would the excuse be? I think they'd lie and say that he's not ready. Okay, but you can only do that for a week or two. Yeah. I think they do that for at least one more week. Yeah, I mean, if Dak Rush beats to... the Rams, to my opinion, there's a zero percent chance Dak starts the next game. None, no, none, zero. I don't think that's right. I mean, it obviously it will depend on some level on how Cooper Rush looks, but Mike McCarthy keeps falling all over himself to say that it's Dak's team. Like they, he also went into the friggin' press conference with a what, like a sheet of. Like a scroll of quarterback. <laughs> I know. Listen, I mean, I'm not defending Mike McCarthy, but listen, I, I think the game is fascinating for the reason of what exactly what we're talking about here. I, I'm not I'm not saying that it's impossible down the road, but I think it's gonna take Dak to falter, not necessarily okay. just Cooper Rush struggling. Do you think they're gonna win? No. Neither do I. Okay. Neither do I. Would, Who do you think it. wins Bengals Ravens and is the winner the new AFC North favorite? The winner is definitely the favorite. Um, I mean, by definition, because the whole right they're 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 both two and two. Browns are two and two, and the winner of this game would be three and two with a win over the other one. So they're they're definitely the favorite. It's it's just a much bigger game for Baltimore. Like Cincinnati has righted the ship. And the game's in Baltimore. And Lamar's been amazing, obviously. But Baltimore has to feel like they have they, – they have to feel like they're a bad two-and-two. Since he probably feels like they're a fluky two-and-two. Two. Like they're like, ah, oh, we're fine. We should be better. Everything is going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Baltimore yeah. has to feel like they should be three-and-one, if not four-and-oh. Yeah. And now they're at home against – their rival, who's the AFC champ, who's won back-to-back games. So it's a much bigger – like, it's, it's obviously a division game with rivals and all that with the same record, so it's a big game for both. But it's a much bigger game for Lamar and Baltimore than it is for Burrow and Cincinnati. But, of course, whoever wins is, is the favorite. And if Cincinnati wins, I'll say they'll win the North. If Baltimore wins, to me it's more of like a you did your job type of situation yeah the Ravens feel like a one-man team to me right now and I know Andrews is really good and Queen's a fantastic inside linebacker and everybody knows who their corners are but they just feel like they're just completely dependent on Lamar Jackson and I know you could probably make the same case for Cincinnati because with Burrow and their wide receivers he needs to get the ball to his weapons but 
I don't know. I just don't think the vibe should be much better in Baltimore. But I just think it's probably like if you were working for a company and the owner of the company refused to pay the best employee market value and tried to shake short change or lowball the guy, I can understand how it would just seep through and affect the entire operation. And I think that there's some of that in Baltimore, dude. I think that that's the thing human is, though, nature. There's such a well-respected organization that that's just not their reputation. And Lamar has been carrying it like I'm repping myself. I have no agent. It feels like he just doesn't agree with the media consensus that this is risky. He just – it might be – head in the sand denial, but he looks at this as like, I'm awesome. I have the leverage here. They have no alternative to me. And if they have to, you know, exclusive rights tag me and pay me 120% or whatever it is, like the average of the top five guys and get the $50 million for one year, yeah. He's just committed to doing the it, Kirk it, Cousins thing. Yeah, it just seems like the Bengals are way more cohesive and together than the Ravens are. And when you're talking about two teams that are very close, I do think that that can be the difference in a game like the one we're going to see on Sunday night. So, no, I, I listen, I think I think that part's fair. I just think that I think that we all are much more worried about Lamar's contract than Lamar seems to be worried about Lamar's contract. This game's in London. Weird things happen in London. Packers, Giants. Is this the game that the Packers offense breaks out? Yes. It should be. Yeah. If it's not, then we need to hold ourselves accountable. And when we come back on the air and do this podcast Monday morning, we need to say, like, again, where is it? Like, come on. it's It's got to be now. What are we waiting for with this Packers offense? The Giants defense is not a strength of the team. And they're going to have a bad quarterback play at less than 100%. Like, this isn't Bill Belichick trying to cook up something. It's not the Buccaneers' defense. It's time for the Packers to score 30-plus points points in a game, Danny, and I think they will. I, I think they're going to run for 150, 200 yards. Like, I think that the Giants' run defense has been terrible, and the Bears didn't take advantage of it nearly as much as they should have and as everyone else has. And with Dylan and Jones and like, like if this game was in Lambeau, I think it's a huge blowout. I think if it's in New York, it's probably a blowout. Weird things happen in London. Uh, These games are just a little wonky, kind of like Thursday night games. Uh, So I don't know that I'll downgrade them quite as much just because of that weirdness. And Rogers coming out this week and saying like, how these receivers progress and the level of talent that they rise up to is going to absolutely have an impact on how long I keep playing. Like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Like it's, you lost Devonte Adams. You're four weeks into the season. These guys are mid round rookies. Like you, you don't have a lot of talent there. I think this is a 30 plus carry. Let's go across the pond and survive game. Like control the game, hold the ball for 40 minutes. It's never in doubt wire to wire. But I don't necessarily know that we're watching a blowout on. Is on the, the food there as bad as they say it is? 
It's terrible. Really? Yeah. I mean, look, it, it depends. Like they, there's, there's high end restaurants cause it's a huge city. Like, and you know, Indian food is big there, but like fish and chips with peas. It's just, <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. It's not for me. You got to go, man. I can't believe you've never been to London. Wait, wait, haven't the Steelers? I'd rather go. I'd rather go. Yeah, they did. But it was the same time that Pirates were in the playoffs. I'd rather go to Wyoming. I'd rather like tour the the whole Yellowstone ranches. You're just like an ugly American who has has no interest. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's better pretty much everywhere else.